This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. sure where you are on your journey to a healthy free life. Maybe you haven't even started it yet, or maybe you've just started taking the first step, or maybe you've gone further down the path. Whatever, wherever you are on this journey, I want you to just be on the lookout for the lies that can come in and prevent us from continuing our journey. And one of the biggest lies I see, especially women struggle with, is the lie that you believe that you will fail again. And maybe you're like me and you've tried multiple diets or you've tried so many times to give up sugar or carbs or try to eat healthier, but eventually you fall off the wagon and go back to old habits. For those of us who have many failed attempts, it can be so discouraging to think about trying yet again when you fear failure. But take heart, dear one, because when you take a body-mind-spirit approach like we do here at Healthy Free Life... Plus, you couple it with developing healthy habits the right way, you will succeed. In this podcast, I want to dive deeper into habits. We're going to talk about what exactly a habit is, how habits are created, and why bad habits are so hard to break. But most importantly, I want to show you and teach you how to break bad habits we will be diving into lots of bad eating habits that I know that's, that you might be wishing that you could break. Let me ask you, how many times have you tried to eat healthier or go on a diet, yet in a few short days or weeks, you fall back into old habits? I know I've been there. We believe that in order to achieve a goal, we must simply set a goal and then try really hard to reach it. We say, I will lose 30 pounds, or I will go to the gym three times a week, or I will diet. If we don't achieve the goal, we think that it's because maybe we don't have the willpower or the self-discipline or the perseverance. What you need to understand is that the actions that we take each day are simply a response to the habits in your life, both the good habits and the bad habits. James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, says, We do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our habits. Ouch. Should I say that again? We do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our habits. So that means that we need to focus more on creating the healthy habits that get us to the goal rather than focusing on the goal itself. So let's talk about this. Did you know that 40 to 45% of what we do every day is a habit, not a decision? That means that almost half of everything we do on any given day, we're not even consciously aware we are doing it. Kind of like you ending up at the fridge with the door open and you're not really quite sure how you got there. When you decide what to eat, guess what? It's a habit. When you decide when to eat, guess what? Habit. First, let's define what a habit is. A habit is a behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. All behavior is driven by the desire to solve a problem. 
In addition to solving problems, our brain is also wired to search for ways to automate things. You see, species, ourselves included, we cannot survive unless we have the ability to create habits. And if you had to decide about everything, like how to walk, how to take the next step, or how to make a conscious decision when you're given a rock and an apple, which one should I eat? Making a decision about everything would tax our brain and we would get nothing done. It would paralyze us. It's important to understand that once a habit is formed, sometimes without us realizing it, your brain's going to automatically slip into repeating that pattern of thinking and acting anytime it is triggered to do so, with or without your awareness. That means that instead of beating yourself up over the fact that you always fall in, into old habits or back into old habits, or that you never seem capable of sticking with a new healthy habit, guess what? You can extend yourself some grace here. Your failing to stick with a healthy habit is not a lack of willpower or self-discipline. What you are most likely missing is one, a full understanding of how habits work, and two, a system to break bad habits and a system to create new healthy habits that last. So first, let me share with you how habits actually work. Each and every habit in your life, both good and bad, they follow the same pattern. It's called a habit loop. The habit loop has four steps. There's a cue, a craving, behavior, and reward. Again, that's cue, craving, behavior, and reward. This four-step pattern is the backbone of every habit, and your brain will run through these steps in the same order each time. No matter a good habit or a bad habit, it's going down the same loop. So let me define each of these steps in the habit loop. The first step in the habit loop is the cue. The cue is a trigger. It's a trigger for an automatic behavior to start. When we are cued, there's part of your brain called the basal ganglia, and it sees the cue and it says to the rest of the brain, stop paying attention. I'm going to take over from here. This all happens on a subconscious level. <laughs> Crazy, right? The next step in the habit loop is the craving. The craving is about wanting the reward. Your brain is motivated to carry out the behavior because it knows what reward is coming. So then that leads us to step three is the behavior. The behavior is about obtaining the reward. It's the action you take to get the reward. The action can be a thought or a physical action of doing something. This behavior can feel so automatic. Why can't I stop myself from doing this? The brain has learned that the behavior always delivers a reward, which leads to step number four, the last step in the habit loop. There's always a reward that comes from the behavior. The reward is step four, the final step. The reward serves one of two purposes. The first is that they satisfy us. A reward satisfies us. It satisfies maybe a craving, satisfies a hunger, satisf satisfies us in some way. Or two, they teach us. So kind of like the example of eating a salad. If you eat enough salad over time, your body's going to your body's going to start feeling amazing and you're going to have more energy. Your brain's going to be like, hey, I like this feeling. I feel good. 
and it can feel really, really good. And so you've learned that when I get triggered to be hungry and then I crave a salad, then I want to eat a salad and then I feel good. And suddenly a salad can become a habit. Your brain first has to learn that. So we kind of have to go through the action and work a little bit up front when we're just starting out with a new healthy habit. But it's really amazing what can happen. Can you imagine craving a salad? (laughs) So that's an example of how a reward can teach us. Because bad habits provide some type of reward and benefit in your life, it is very difficult to simply eliminate bad habits. This is why it's too simplistic to say, just stop doing it because it really works. You need to understand that these four steps of a habit loop influence nearly everything you do each day. Ultimately, we are the summation of our habits, the good and the not so good. Pretty scary. I love this quote from John Maxwell, where he says, people have uphill hopes and dreams and they have downhill habits. So good, right? People have uphill hopes and dreams and they have downhill habits. I have been a health coach for over a decade now. And early on in my career, I would teach people what to do. I would tell them what to do. And I trained them and I'd show them and I'd give them lists. And then the problem was, is that they weren't always doing it. And I was like, why aren't they doing it? They would beat themselves up for not doing it. And I'd beat myself up because I'm, what am I doing wrong? This was before I realized the importance of habit formation and how to actually accomplish breaking habits and creating habits. And so we can't have an uphill hope and have these downhill habits in our life. We can't hope to be thin if you have downhill habits that are anti-thin. You can't have an uphill hope of being thin, but then have a downhill habit of eating a pint of ice cream every night. You have to have uphill habits that gets you to your uphill hopes and dreams. Uphill habits like worshiping God, resting, hydrating, sleeping well, moving throughout the day, eating a healthy breakfast, a healthy lunch and dinner, and even exercising. These are uphill habits that will actually get you to your goal of being thin and healthy. Habits are stepping stones that will get you to your hopes and your dreams. It's not the dreams that are the problem. It's not your goals that are the problem. It's not your hopes that are the problem. You need to have those, but it's the habits. The habits are the problem, the system for habits and creating new ones and breaking them. And this is one of the reasons why we, why diets fail. There are many reasons, but this is a big one because if we do not have the habits in our life to make it stick, we're going to fail that diet. So let me just review those four stages and steps of a habit loop. There's the cue, the craving, behavior, reward. Now that you know what a habit is and what a habit loop is, now we are going to talk about breaking bad habits. Anyone else have a bad habit in their life or or is that just me? And then what we're going to do is in the next episode, I'm going to talk about creating new healthy habits and what it's going to take to actually do that. So be sure to tune into the next episode as well. Episode number 23. When I say we need to break bad habits or create new healthy habits, usually what happens is all we usually do when we're trying to break a habit is we focus on the behavior. But remember, the behavior is like the third step of the habit loop. So let's 
Let's talk about, take some bad habits, for example, bad behaviors, such as eating a cookie or buying the junk food or eating a fast food hamburger when you were really trying to eat a salad instead. And because these behaviors are negative, that lead to negative consequences in our life, like excess weight, poor health, shame, and guilt, we feel defeated. Why, why can I not stop eating the cookie? Why can I, can't I just eat a salad? Why can't I get myself to work out? I know what I'm supposed to do, but I just don't do it. I have heard this thousands of times from those that I serve. In fact, I did a poll and I found these are some of the behaviors that many want to get rid of. Can you relate to any of these? Eating while watching TV comfort eating, snacking after dinner, eating after 10 p.m., eating while working, eating too much chocolate at one time, especially when sad. Always have to have dessert. Let's talk about what it's going to take to break some of these bad habits. Instead of focusing on the behavior, I want you to start focusing on the beginning and the end of the habit loop. Again, start focusing on the beginning and the end. So the cue is the beginning. Cue, also known as the trigger, and then also the reward, which is what we get from the behavior. Because it's these two parts that really shape how and why we do what we do. We need to begin to become aware of them and to recognize the cue and the reward. Because when we recognize them, then we can start to influence them to change them from bad behaviors to good behaviors. So this is how you start to tune in to begin to break a bad behavior. Here's what I want you to ask yourself about the bad behavior that you have in question. So think about your bad behavior that you want, that you wish that you could get rid of. What or when is the cue happening? What triggered your craving for the reward? Okay. So usually a trigger will fall into one or more of the following. You're going to get triggered because of a time of the time of day. You're going to get triggered by a certain emotion. You might get triggered by people. You might get triggered by behavior ritualized, or you might get triggered by a location. So let me just break those down real quick with some examples of bad behaviors like we talked about earlier. So a time of day trigger, like after dinner or after 10 p.m., that would be an example of a time trigger. How about being triggered by a certain emotion, like sadness, like someone mentioned earlier, or stress, or triggered by people. Maybe when you're with certain people, you eat, like family get-togethers or coworkers. Or maybe you're triggered by a behavior that's been ritualized, This could be holidays, birthdays, and other behaviors that we ritualize. I always have a cup of coffee on my way home. I always get a Starbucks on my way to work. Or triggered by location, such as while watching TV on the sofa. So what is it that is triggering you to do the bad behavior that you wish you could get rid of? What is it that is cueing your brain to start the habit loop? Because once you have figured out the cue, then I want you to ask yourself this question. What reward is driving this behavior? What reward am I after? Because the behavior itself, that is not the reward. It's what you get from the behavior. Eating the cookie is not the reward. It's what you get from the cookie that's the reward. 
So some examples of rewards for eating is maybe your hunger is satisfied. You get full. This is not necessarily a bad habit loop. This is essential for survival, but sometimes it can get out of hand. Or maybe another reason why you're rewarded for eating is it gives you energy. Maybe you're feeling fatigued. So you reach for sugar to give you an energy boost, a little pick me up. Or maybe you are getting rewarded by eating the cookie because you're trying to numb an emotion. Like the person who said that they were sad and they ate chocolate. If you are sad or unhappy, you don't want to feel that way. And then sugar gives you a temporary hit of pleasure thanks to the dopamine. And for a moment, you don't feel as bad. A fourth example of a reward for eating is, like I just mentioned, a hit of pleasure from dopamine. So you get fake happiness. And then there's many other reasons why we might be seeking a reward. One thing to note that at our base human self, we are wired to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. So you will really want to tune into the cue and the reward. Because then I want you to ask yourself this. What was it that I really wanted? What was it that I really wanted from this whole habit? What was the reward I was really after? Was it fullness, energy, numbing the emotion, hit of the pleasure from dopamine? Were you relieving true hunger? Were you gaining energy? Did you, were you trying to relieve stress? Trying to get more happiness or more joy? So once you know what the trigger is and what the real reward was that you wanted, now you can impact the behavior in the middle. So you have the cue, the trigger, what is triggering you and what did you really, really want? Now we can begin to impact the behavior. So here's what I want you to ask. And this is a writer downer. What could I do instead of the bad behavior and replace it with a good, healthy choice that will actually give me a reward that I desire, such as stress reduction, energy, joy, and fullness. So let me repeat that. Ask yourself, what could I do instead of bad behavior and replace it with good, healthy choice that will actually give me a reward that I desire, such as Maybe you're after stress reduction or more energy or more joy or fullness. Because a little tangent here, you got to know this about sugar. If you have a sugar habit, if you are overwhelmed with sugar cravings and you give in to them, you need to know that sugar hijacks the reward center of your brain. You think that it is reducing stress, but it's not. You think that it's giving you energy, but it's not. You think it's giving you joy but it's not. You think that it's filling you, but it's not. It is all a lie. (laughs) Okay. Off my soapbox, I'm going to save that teaching for another day. So we need to create a list of healthy behaviors that can replace those negative behaviors. So this is your homework assignment. I want you to create a list of healthy alternatives to the bad behavior that you are trying to get rid of. So I want you to ask yourself, what actually brings real true joy? What actually brings real satisfaction of hunger? What actually brings you real stress reduction? And I love this. So many in the Healthy Food Life Academy have created their own food alternative lists. And so examples of those that I have heard and I've seen in in the community, and I just want to share them with you, is to maybe make sure you have some healthy snacks on hand. And I got to be honest, a big 
a big, big thing that you've got to do is you've got to remove the triggers in your house. So sometimes you're just, you see food, you eat food, right? And so sometimes if we get triggered by food, we've got to get it out. Or if you get triggered and your behavior is always to go grab the chips or the cookies or the ice cream or whatever it is that you grab out of the pantry only to like begin eating it. Well, listen, those things have got to go. So one way to break a bad habit, one thing we got to do is we got to clean up our environment. We got to impact our environment and make, make it hard for us to actually do the bad behavior. Some other things you can do is drink water. Did you know that oftentimes our cravings are often, we mistake them as hunger, but sometimes it's actually thirst. We've got to drink adequate water. I actually did a whole episode just on water. We could also, instead of giving into the food, we could just take a break. Maybe do some reading or read a magazine or a good book or just sit and be. Or how about go take a walk? This is a huge stress reliever. Go walk around the block. Go get the mail. Just go out and do something. Maybe call a friend, especially one that can help to keep you accountable. Or how about this? Doing a craft you love. So just like walk away from the fridge. Go do, go do something you really want to do. Something that will bring you some true joy. Or maybe go watch a show. Just go distract yourself. Or man, just go to sleep. If you are eating after 10 p.m. and that's a habit you're trying to break, just go to bed at 10 p.m. And then that solves that problem. Or how about just dancing? Just like just saying, forget it. I'm going to dance. I'm going to turn on some praise and worship music or some fun music and just do it. Or what about just lighting some candles and turning on some relaxing music so you can actually like reduce some stress? What about going and taking a bubble bath? Well, that sounds amazing, doesn't it? But then also let's not forget is that we have more than just these little distractions. We have the ability to use prayer and scripture to help us in these moments. You could insert the behavior of prayer. And I'd encourage you to get scripture in your kitchen. Put it, paste it on your refrigerator, put it on your counter, put it in a mason jar in your pantry, wherever you need to. And then maybe even put a scripture on one little piece of paper and have all these little pieces of paper in a jar. And then what you could do is you could sit there and and these favorite scriptures that you have, you could pull them out and read them one by one. Instead of eating that food that you're going to go for, you eat scripture. In fact, Psalms 119 verse 103 says, how sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. And listen, if you need some great scriptures to to eat, then I want to encourage you to download my I Am list. You can go to iam.healthyfreelife.com. Again, that's iam.healthyfreelife.com. And I have a list of, oh geez, over 60 uh, verses about your identity. And they're going to definitely help in times of struggles such as temptations. So definitely go check those out. Listen, everything that I just mentioned, they are all great healthy replacements for bad behaviors that are bringing you harm. There are also, these are also huge distractions from our negative behaviors. But ultimately, these healthy alternatives, they're going to give you what you are truly after. In the moment, they're not going to be quite as thrilling as a cookie or a pint of ice cream, but they are going to be what you really need. And eventually, you do this long enough, and that cookie habit will be a thing of the past. So, your homework is to take 
one bad habit that you want to get rid of. Don't overwhelm and try to get rid of all of them. We just got to baby step our way there and just work on one. So I want you to identify your trigger, identify the reward that you are after, and then make a list of the healthy behavior alternatives that will provide you with that same reward, only better. And then be on guard for these triggers during your day and in your week. And be armed with your healthy behavior alternative list. Post this list on the fridge or wherever it would be helpful. And instead of grabbing the cookie or the chips or whatever it is when you are triggered, I want you to go to your healthy alternative list. Give this list a name and pick what you would want to do instead. It could be the same thing every time. Or it could just be something different. What sounds good to you? Maybe you're just like, or maybe you do multiple. Okay, let me have a drink of water. Okay, did that work? Okay, let me go and have a healthy snack. Okay, did that work? Okay, let me go ahead and eat some scripture. Did that work? Okay, let me just go and sit on the couch and take a break. You could just go down the list and pick something as long as you are replacing the behavior. But here's what I need you to remember is that this is going to take some work. Stopping these habits is not easy because we have some deep wiring inside our brain with these habits. And some of us have been doing these habits for decades. Am I right? And so it's going to take some time. So give yourself some grace. Let me say it again. Grace, grace, grace. Okay. As you're trying to break bad habits, remember grace. And every time you go through your habit loop and you give into the cookie anyways, even though you didn't mean to remember grace. And just because you gave into the cookie, it doesn't mean that you stop trying again next time. It doesn't mean that you failed. Okay. It just means that you stumbled and your brain went down the habit loop and it just went without you. It doesn't mean that you have failed. Failure is not getting back up again. Choosing to never try again. That's the failure. Okay. And that's not who we are. We are not failures. We are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. We're going to get back up. We're going to dust ourselves off. We're going to ask for God's strength. I want to go do the thing. So this episode was about breaking bad habits, but I will tell you that if you had to choose, should I break a bad habit or should I start a new healthy one? And you were going to go all in on one of them. I will tell you it's much easier to create new healthy habits than it is to break all the bad ones. And often sometimes what I see is that when we start adding in new healthy habits, what can happen is they they can start to begin to crowd out the bad habits. It's so amazing. So this is why in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about the system of creating new healthy habits in your life that will help you to finally reach your goals for your life and health. I'm going to teach you how to create healthy habits that last a lifetime. So be sure to tune into episode number 23. And now let me leave you with this reminder from Philippians 2, verse 14 to 15. Do all things without grumbling or questioning that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Until next time, bye for now.